the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You like that? <laughs> Go. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to the Reaching for Real Life podcast with some wow Christmas intro music. Well, you know, I had some stuff left over from the radio days there from the FM radio station. <laughs> what station plays the best rock and roll? <laughs> More Christmas music. Reaching for real life goes Christmas. <laughs> well, it is the uh, Christmas edition of the Reaching for Real Life podcast with Pastor Sean Azaro and Baron Wiley. And Pastor Sean, Merry Christmas. A Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Uh, it, I, I always, at this time of year, I want to slow things down because I love Christmas. I am a, I am a Christmas, uh, I, w- I won't say Christmas junkie, but I just have always loved it. I get excited for the year, uh, for the season. And it's like, you know, it kind of drags through October. And then once November kicks in, it flies. Here. Yeah, big time. Yeah, you know. And I have this theory that as you grow older, time goes faster because you, you know, you're it, because of your perception of time. You've lived longer, so a month is a much smaller slice of your life, so you perceive it more quickly. Correct. At least that's my theory, right? <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one who's thought that those things, but but it just flies by. And so I try, I do things, try to slow it down, and it never works. Never works. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, so Pastor Sean, I don't know if you checked the temperatures lately here, but it's we're in the teens yes yes (laughs) it's been mentioned to me you know we have our big we have our big uh carols and candlelight christmas eve service which we're very excited about three times this year uh the 23rd 7 p.m and 24th 4 30 and 6 p.m i hope everybody will come out but we've already been notified by the people from the petting zoo because in our live nativity we have this great group that brings in little animals from a petting zoo. I mean, you know, all the animals from the major, they'll have a little, uh, maybe a donkey there or some sheep. They have guinea pigs. I didn't know there were guinea pigs. Oh, I didn't know. The major. In the major. <laughs> but rabbits. That, did you know there were rabbits? Let, let everything that <laughs> has breath, Pastor Sean. Yeah, exactly. But because of transporting, if it's a certain degree and they have an open air kind of trailer that they transport in, it's just too cold. So. It might be a broken play. We might have to scramble on the live nativity. Here's how you scramble, Pastor Sean. The puppet Mm. ministry is back. (laughs) Okay. We are literally having a planning meeting later today to kind of discuss a plan B if it's too cold. (laughs) The puppet ministry. Baron, that that idea is gold. (laughs) I I, I tell you where that comes from. Went to SeaWorld the other day, and Mm. uh, they had something called, uh, oh, Wondrous Night. And so help me, it's like, they've got a Christmas show at SeaWorld, you know, it's, it's you know, besides the other nice. dancing things and Elmo walking down, mm-hmm. they put on a gospel production that you wouldn't believe. Well, they did have That's the awesome. live animals. They had, they did have the live animals. They had camels walk out, uh, birds flying was- across the thing. Then they used puppets in telling the story of the, the animals who were in the manger and, and told the story. And well, very, we're going to have our people be out there because I don't mind them freezing. Okay, I'll be, I'll be out there. if I'm freezing. You know, the wise men can freeze. Okay, oh, that's <laughs> but, nice. Uh, but but we'll have little animals. I'd love to have little puppeteers. Look at the animals; they can't get cold. But 
but my poor facilities guy who's playing a wise man. He's freezing. <laughs> Not so smart. <laughs> Some wise guy you are. <laughs> no, but we'll have we'll still have the fire pits out. We have hot chocolate. Um, it'll be a great, great event. Our whole thing is we just want everybody to be able to to come together, worship, because the carols and candlelight's beautiful. And we just focus on Jesus, send everybody to their family celebrations just with the Lord front and center of their heart and mind, and hopefully just allow them then to go rest and enjoy the celebration uh, of the season. Well, all the details are at reallife.org. That's the official website for River City Community Church. You're listening to reachingforreallife.org is the website for this uh, program and podcast where you can hear uh, past programs. And uh, and Sean's Sunday morning teachings, too, is also uh, linked up there, too. So a lot of good information waiting for you. And again, Merry Christmas. Andy Williams, uh, Amy Grant says it's the most wonderful time of the year, you know. But for some people, sometimes Christmas is a little funky. That's absolutely true. And... Um, hard to get in the spirit and, and it's bigger it's deeper than what you think i was just last week i had a lady wonderful lady from our congregation come up to me i didn't i don't know her real well um i know kind of some of her family and i've seen her but she came up to me and said i don't know if you know and she's not a super regular part but she just said i, I don't know if you know but my husband passed away about a month ago oh. and it was one of those things that it was just like oh i didn't know you know, right away, my mind goes to her one. It's at this time of year, her whole life has changed. This is a, you know, an older lady. She'd spent years with her husband. And, you know, as Lori and I get older, we recognize one day, one of us will have to say goodbye to the other. And that's just, that's a very sobering thing. And then to to think about the holiday Mm -hmm. and what that dear sister's facing, uh, it's, it's sobering. And so I can see how people who have lost a loved one or their family is not what they had hoped it would be, or they end up in a place, end up divorced or separated and, and they didn't never planned on that. Or maybe they don't have happy memories of the holiday and all the cheer and joy just adds to their depression. It's, it's almost the contrast is an irritant and it just brings it all up. So as we're maybe that person who's alone and usually that's what it is, is loneliness right. and isolation I, I, the answer is, is to as it's River City Community Church is to get into community. I'm sure. How do I how do I do that? That's the hardest part. And and, and that really is. I, I think the the healing power mm. of community. And I've described it to our congregation. And you know, I don't. You know, I'm not advocating magic, right? But I've described the power of biblical community, where people love you and you're committed to one another. I'm not talking about just church services here. I'm talking about community. Mm-hmm. People who know your name. You know, we are a church centered around community groups where that's you do life together with these folks. The power of that kind of relational connection is, and like I said, I've, I've almost described it as almost like magic. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't understand the spiritual dynamic, it could seem like that. Just the power of the Holy Spirit working through a group of people, loving one another, caring for one another, to see the transformation happen in people's lives that maybe they've not seen any victory in or any change in for decades, but they get in healthy community and something changes. So yes, we are fans, you know, River City Community Church. We believe in that. It's a big deal to us. And so I especially recommend at Christmas time that, that you make sure you're connected in community. Don't go through this alone. Don't suffer in isolation. Be connected. Do you have anything going on where I can get connected, Sean, at uh, River City? Or how do I force myself to go out the door and do something? For us, community group involvement, and they're all different types. Okay. You know, that's a big deal for us. And so when our people are around River City Community Church, uh, I say, are you in a community group? And if they say no, I'm like, oh. Shame. Have I? <laughs> well, no. That's <laughs> oh, you don't. <laughs> 
Why do you want to go to hell? <laughs> no, I don't say any no, no, of those okay, things. Okay, What's sorry. wrong with you? No, I, I, I just tell people you're missing the best part. Because there's something very powerful about the Holy Spirit working through other people and ministering. You know, if if you're only experienced, I hope you love our Sunday services, and I hope the worship and the word is impactful, and I think God does all kinds of crazy stuff in those settings. But there's more. Mm-hmm. I think the best is yet to come, because when you get in relationships and you begin praying together, getting in the word together, doing life together, that's when stuff happens. So if you're maybe not a part of River City and you're listening to this, I recommend you find a group of believers who love Jesus mm-hmm. and just get connected. Uh, one of the things that, you know, if you talk about depression mm-hmm. and just loneliness and isolation, I think there's some things that we can do that can help you at Christmas. All right. Some specific things. Number one. For me, because I love the holiday, but here's the deal. I'm a pastor, so I routinely kill the holiday, <laughs> which you're like, why would you do that, Pastor Sean? <laughs> busyness. Yeah. You know, busyness. Just being in the zone. I don't know how you do it. I would think the day after Thanksgiving or maybe even after Labor Day, you're just in the zone for the holiday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's all good stuff. Okay. No, nothing is that women's event is great stuff. Okay. The the Christmas deal our kids the, did was great stuff. All of it's great stuff. But if you're not careful, you can get lost in all of that great stuff and miss what's actually happening. So the first thing I recommend people do to help process Christmas and not miss it is just to focus on the Christ part. Don't lose Jesus in the midst of all the celebration. And I'm pro-celebration. I'm not some curmudgeonly pastor who's complaining about all the stuff going on. They're taking Jesus out of the world. Yeah, exactly. I like Rudolph. (laughs) He's delicious. (laughs) You sound like one of our sportsmen. (laughs) I should go grill out with these guys. (laughs) The nose is so, it's a delicacy. (laughs) Okay, that went dark. I love all the stuff. I love the celebrations, the parties, the family, the fun, the shopping stuff, and the carols. I love it all. But if you lose Jesus, it all just becomes this noisy, tinsely thing, and and you miss Christmas. Mm -hmm. You miss the Christ in Christmas. So so one of the things I, I would encourage everybody to do is just focus on Jesus. I try to just do some, uh, obviously I'm preparing for messages and doing all of them, but I try to just, I've got a few books that are, have some really cool Christmas readings. I try to look at the scriptures a little more intentionally so that I know, you know, one, someone suggested almost like an advent calendar, read the book of Luke, you know, a chapter mm-hmm. a day, right up to Christmas Eve. And then you remember, oh, this is why I'm celebrating. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great bit of advice. Just keep Jesus central. Make sure you're worshiping. Make sure that in everything you do, you remember what this is about. That would be my first bit of advice to someone. Second, and this is maybe the hardest one, find some quiet. You intentionally find quiet. Yeah, you, you got to, from amidst all the stuff. For me, I'm a very early riser, you know, sometimes from four in the morning till wow. six in the morning. Sometimes I'll sleep till five, but, but rarely beyond that. You know you're getting old when you look at that alarm clock and you wake up and it's, it's or you look at the clock and it's it's five a.m. You're going not bad. I got a good <laughs> night's sleep. I slept wow, in until five. Okay, yeah. now you know you're old, right? Uh, but those morning hours are precious. You know, if worship music helps you kind of calm your spirit, do it. If you, that's a great time just to get in the word and listen, or maybe you just sit and with a with a journal and just kind of reflect on some of the things that God's saying and doing, and specifically give thanks for what the incarnation of Christ means. 
What's different in the world? What's different in your life, in your family, because of what we're celebrating? It mm-hmm. changes it. But, but you got to find that quiet, mm-hmm. and it's not always easy. Take a half a day. And some people are laughing right now going, what, what planet do yeah. you live on? <laughs> but seriously, take a half a day or take an evening off and just get quiet. Maybe just you and your wife or just get alone and just enjoy the season. You know, I like to go. I, there's a couple different shopping areas that are that are kind of neat. They decorate nice. And I like to just go walk. Oh, I'm not yeah. buying anything. I'm not shopping for anything. I just like to go walk mm-hmm. and enjoy the lights and enjoy the quiet and, you know, God brings something to mind, I pray for it, or I just enjoy kind of hanging and creating space. Mm-hmm. So I, in a time when we do the exact opposite, we fill every space, I encourage you to say no and create some space. All right, so Pastor Sean, Christmas is coming. We're going to go to the Christmas Eve service, and then we're going to go over to the family house. And uh-oh. So Wait, I got one more tip. Oh, I beg your pardon. What, what, Bring you, it. You don't care. I <laughs> You said you said the second one was the hard one, and I thought no, you were th- going to. That was it. not the hardest. The third one, and this is maybe the most practical. And then I do want to get to where you're going because okay. I know where you're going with that question. And that, okay. <laughs> everyone's going to be there. <laughs> and that other guy. I'm not. That's not as fun. To, this is not a fun to answer, but it's important. <laughs> okay. No, but uh, the the third thing, if you're having a hard time kind of getting into the real spirit of Christmas, give Jesus a gift by serving someone. Ah. Remember when Jesus said, what you've done to the least of these, you've done to me. A great way to make sure it's about Jesus and to put yourself in an incredible Christmas spirit is find a way to serve somebody. And whether that's serving. And you don't some, need money. No, no, no. It, serving at, at, you know, we have all kinds of ministries that serve. We do a regular thing called River City Serves and uh, did a, you know, we do it at least monthly and then things are happening all the time. Serve with real life Christian assistance with our ministry. Serve with Brother Henry at Feed My Sheep downtown. We've got information on all of that. Serve with the Strong Foundation, Jim Gibson and his people. Mm-hmm. Fantastic ministry. Uh, serve in children's ministry. Serve up lady on your street who needs the yard cleaned up. Mm-hmm. You know, get some of your, get your kids and go. We're going to be, we've done this before. We're going to be going to uh, just a retirement home yeah. and just doing carols and spend some time with people. Yeah. You know, you'd be amazed, amazed at how your kids who drive you insane, Mm-hmm. Okay, you bring them to that kind of setting, and these folks who maybe they don't get to see their grandkids or great grandkids that much, and how much your little loud little <laughs> Indians will bless them, <laughs> and how much joy it brings. Just we used that. to do that. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt no, you there, but no. uh, we they you know the kids would draw you know when they were three, four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever yep. they would draw the little you know crayon pictures there, and so we'd get them to do ten. You know, each just draw pictures right. there, and then we'd go to the home and then pass those out. It's like cards, and they would. Oh, that was a highlight, and they remember that forever. Yep, you know. Yep, and and it's it's one of those things. It just opens your kids' eyes to yeah. your kids because it's so easy. We screw things up by getting overly materialistic, and I'm not anti presence or anything like that. But you know what I mean. We make it this obsession, this competition, this weird thing, and going and serving in settings like that with people who have very little. Mm-hmm. or aren't don't have much to expect or don't have a lot of people around them it, it wakes your kids up a little bit because they they make a connection with a person yeah. who they care about and go, oh, wait a minute they don't have everything that i'm and right. it, what it does it sets their heart and mind the right way what would jesus have me do how can i serve how can i respond and so that's a great way to kind of bring to life that christmas spirit that christ spirit this time of year we actually got to do something else too that did involve money uh, as our kids got older when they were like 13 14 and it wasn't so much about the toys anymore uh we were able to go to the bank pull out a hundred dollar bill for each one of them and say 
don't know how, don't know what, but your job is to give this to somebody. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's so cool. One happened after we were at, at the, you know, at the Walmart there at, waiting at the checkout line to, you know, for someone to come out of the restroom or something like that. And, uh, and there was, uh, again, Christmas Eve and there's the, the, the mom and the dad with the baby and they're getting diapers and formula and that's what they're getting at, you know, at right. Six, and so, the oldest one said, that's the one, and was able to walk up and hand a $100 bill. And oh, my Christmas gosh. Christmas miracle and That was pretty special. Oh, my gosh. And then the that's other cool. one. The other one, like, we tried to go make it happen on, on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day for the other one. And it just, we just, the Lord didn't open the door because it happened the day after. We're watching the, the, the Cowboy game and the Packer game. And in between the games, we ordered a pizza. We're at my sister-in-law's house in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Land of the Hills. You remember that place? Lake in the Hills. Lake, Lake in the Hills. That's yep. it. Yeah. Yep, yep. So uh, pizza boy comes. Father. Uh, because he's driving a minivan with three car seats in the back seat, delivering pizzas, yep, you know, yep. that weekend. And so he parks his car. We see the lights fill up, you know, the, the room, you know, with lights. So the pizza's here, but the dude doesn't come to the door for like, you know, five minutes. We're like, what's going on? Well, dude put it in park and the black ice made his car slide down the driveway and hit my sister-in-law's car. She's all mad and she Uh-oh. can't believe it. She's out there spreading kitty litter to back the thing out, you know. Uh, right, right, right. And my daughter goes, that's the guy. And so she was able to. To hand him a hundred dollar bill, you, and he's you hit my aunt's car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't tell my aunt. <laughs> She's mad. But uh, but again, it was a Christmas miracle for him. You know? What a great idea! Yeah, to to take your help your family get their eyes off of the mm. ridiculousness that we can make it about and put it on what's on the heart of God. You know, mm. when our kids were teenagers, because like little kids are, is one thing; they're a delight. When they're teenagers, it's different. Both my kids are singers and musicians, oh. so that's the first time we did when they were that teenagers when we did that nursing home thing yeah and you know the oh, oh, oh dad really and they were good sports about it but oh it's lame yeah exactly <laughs> until it happened and i said guys we're going to do this right we're doing this well you're not phoning this in yeah you know, this is more important than any musical performance you're going to do right mm-hmm. and they did and the appreciation and the conversations and there was a guy who was a world war ii vet and my son oh, sat down and cool. talked with this guy and this guy had story and they both came away with wide eyes and these are teenagers right. of going holy cow yeah you know, they were impacted. So those any any way that you can get outside of self mm. and just serve someone this time of year, and that's the gift we give to Jesus, right? right? He even said, whatever you do, the least of these, my brothers, you've done to me. So go love somebody, serve somebody, and, and you'll be amazed at how you experience the Christ of Christmas. Let's do it. Yep. That's beautiful, yep, Sean. Now, you had another bit of advice you wanted to explore. I know I'm going to walk into a home on, uh, you know, the holidays there where I've got family members. <laughs> That don't necessarily, you know, want to hear about Jesus. Here's the, here's the, here's the classic one now. All right, it's time. For, let's let's let, let's eat. Uh, let's uh, hold hold hands and uh, and Baron's gonna pray. And someone goes, Oh, Jesus. Did you want to pray? <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, cousin Eddie has started. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that person walks out of the room. Like I'm not gonna be a part. I mean, it's like that awkward. Yes. yes. Thing. Yes. Teach me to love that guy. Oh, man, you go grab him. You yeah. scream, repent. <laughs> right. uh, Fill the bathtub. While, oh, come, baptize. all you faithful is playing. <laughs> you baptize him. <laughs> How come you don't want to be baptized? <laughs> Excuse the Nacho Libre quotes. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's, a great, that's a great question. And, and what it does, Baron, is it really speaks to our approach. Okay? It, our approach to even sharing the faith. I strongly recommend an approach to sharing the faith simply, you know, and this may sound a little trite, but be the faith, mm-hmm. right? Be the faith. Um, I don't want to force prayer on people. I want them to see Jesus through 
our love, through our community, through our compassion, through our heart of, of prayer and gratitude, our faith in Jesus, our following him mm-hmm. in ways that maybe we wouldn't do otherwise. I want them to see Jesus. And, you know, Scripture talks about be ready to give an answer to those who ask a reason for the hope that is in you. I think it's okay to let them ask. And I'm not saying we don't just share the natural parts of our life with family and friends, but it's one of those things where I think sometimes we try to evangelize through our dinner prayer. It actually happened. Actually happened in my family. I was probably 14 years old. My dad was not a believer. His sister, okay, my aunt was, and she was this, she was such an awesome lady. She was this, this, Big Italian woman, actual professional opera singer, very accomplished wow. professional opera singer, all that that entails. And it's a Sicilian professional wow. opera singer, the eyes, the hair, the whole thing. Big. She was fantastic, yeah. right? Uh, but she was a believer. She and my mom had got saved first in our family. I became a Christian. My dad was not a Christian. Mm. So my dad and I were over at her house one day. And so she says, it's time for dinner. She was very uh, strong-willed and strong in her faith. I guess. So she says, come on, let's pray. And she's got her hand on my dad's shoulder, who's not a believer. And I'm 14, I am a believer, but she starts praying. And, she, and I mean, she is preaching. Is she shaking? Oh, she is preaching, <laughs> praying, praying for her brother. who's lo- And, all the, and oh. I can feel my dad getting madder. And Matt, and I literally, I'm 14, I look up at him, and he catches my eye and gives me one of these, and and I start laughing. (laughs) You could could see my ministry potential even at that age. Sensitive air. And he starts, he starts kind of laughing a little bit. And it's just one of those things where, I mean, it was hilarious as a 14 year old. And I felt bad for my dad because the the bottom line is I wanted him desperately to know Jesus. Mm And I didn't think that kind of arm wrestle prayer that my well-intentioned aunt was, was laying down was the way to do it. So I really think with those family members, be the faith, mm-hmm. okay? Be the faith and let them see the Christ of Christmas in the way you love them, in the way you open your home, in the way you, your family and friends interact. You know, we get so wrapped up, wrapped around the wheel on things that aren't eternal, that don't matter. And we can actually damage those relationships. Mm. You know, I find when you're showing the love of Jesus and when you care about people and you're compassionate, they usually don't mind a dinner prayer. I mean, there might be a couple who are so radical yeah. and so anti mm-hmm. that they, they need to excuse themselves. And I'm like, cool. One thing that uh, I think might be something to take advantage of when you're there with someone in the holidays is, is sit down and, and ask them to tell them their life story to you. And that might open the door. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is a great, that's a great way to show someone you care about them, mm-hmm. to listen to them. Yeah. I think sometimes we Christians are the worst because we're well-intended, but we want to tell people about Jesus and tell them about our experience and our testimony, and we're not maybe as good at just stopping and waiting and listening. Because it's amazing the things that people will share with you if you express genuine interest and listen. Uh, my father-in-law, is, uh, he is great at this. Uh, he's just a really, really neat, godly man. But he, when you're talking to him, you're the most interesting person he's ever met. Wow. I, that's probably not true, hey, but Mr. he Rogers, makes you, huh? he, exactly. He's got that kind of, he's got that ability to make you feel mm-hmm. like you really matter. And he's interested in what you're saying. And I, I find that to be so awesome. Yeah. I, I honestly, okay. Honest confession here. just between you, me and a podcast <laughs> and, and 50,000 people. I, so. Probably. 50,000. Are we up to 50,000? Yeah, awesome? Excellent. That's great. Uh, I, 
I find that convicting because too often I'm in a hurry and I'm thinking about what, what we're supposed to do or what's next. And I have to slap myself internally and say, wait a minute, this is what matters. Mm. Thankfully, I'll, I'll do it. And it's always that's when the good stuff happens. But I have this, this internal clock that's always in a hurry. Mm. And uh, it's not helpful. Can I ask you to do something? Sure. Can you officially honor your father-in-law? I think it's so important too that we give honor when honor is due. We don't do that enough. Oh yeah, you know, especially the our our parents who you know and our grandparents. I just lost my grandmother this past year, and she Mm. was the last of that generation. And now Thanksgiving was like, wow, got a little smaller. Yeah, and uh, we 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 need to cherish these times and tell people how we feel about them. Yep. So maybe that's something else to to practice. uh, Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. My my father in law's name is Butch Newman. Uh, Obviously, I owe he and my mother in law, legendary tennis player, legendary Texas tennis player, and just played Wimbledon, played all over the world. Oh yeah, I didn't know he played Wimbledon. Of course, of course he did. Wow. Oh yeah, no, he. uh, Trinity University, I know about. Yes, he's got the, yes, 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 yes. There's a plaque on the wall. And a, oh, yeah. No, he's in the, the <laughs> Hall ten, of Fame, right? Te, the Texas Tennis Hall of Fame, yes. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, no, he, he played with all the big boys, but he actually made choices to follow Jesus with mm-hmm. his life and to be faithful to his wife and his daughter, my wife. Correct. He really put his tennis career kind of on the back burner mm. uh, once Lori was born. Uh, but no, he and uh, my mother-in-law raised a fantastic woman in my wife, Lori. And I, I do, I honor them. I'm grateful for them. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where you, you're you right, Baron. I think that's a really good habit to exercise this time of year. Well, Sean, let's just put a big bow on this whole thing there. And uh, again, Merry Christmas to all. And, and Sean, invite our listeners to come to church or just wish us a uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, right? I, I'll do it all. <laughs> I will do it all. Uh, we really would love to have everybody come out. Christmas Eve is a big deal for us. And so that is Friday night is the 23rd. Our service is at 7 p.m. And then on the 24th, we'll have two services, 4.30 and 6 p.m. And uh, it's just going to be a great, great celebration of Jesus. I, I just encourage you to come out, bring everybody you know. we got plenty of room and We'd love to have you, and I really do pray that you all have a very Merry Christmas. I pray that you experience something unique of the presence of Christ as you and your family gather, and that it's beyond all of the good times and the good memories, but there really is a very special spiritual moment where the incarnation of Christ hits you in a way, and the Spirit of Christ ministers to you in a way that maybe he hasn't before. And so I pray that you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and we will see you after the first, uh, and we've got a great lineup for January and beyond. And that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. That's so beautiful, Linus. (laughs) Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.